Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the Friend of the Pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. Welcome to Love It or Leave It, coming at you live from the deepest pit of or else. <laughs> Love It or Leave It is being recorded from the only safe place in Los Angeles, my backyard, with the safest audience you can imagine, a handful of boosted people I employ who tested negative this morning. We've got a, <laughs> We've got a great show for you. Adam Scott is here, and he's brought... The musical stylings of the 90s. Pundit the dog is here. Not a lot of fans for Punda. Reporter Colleen Shelby is here to give us the lowdown on COVID in schools. And comedian Marcy Jaro is here to talk about 90 Day Fiance at the same exact time. And the rant wheel. Because we managed to find things that bothered us this week. Despite all the good news. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Let's get into it. What a week. On Thursday, the Supreme Court blocked the Biden administration's requirement that employees at large businesses either vaccinate themselves or test weekly while upholding a vaccine mandate for most healthcare workers in the U.S. COVID has the best lawyers. Uh, on Hannity this week, that's it. On Hannity this week, that's the joke. That's what we did. Lindsay, we started off strong. On Hannity this week, Lindsey Graham called out Mitch McConnell for his disloyalty to the 45th president when he said this. Well, elections are about the future. If you want to be a Republican leader uh, in the House or the Senate, you have to have a working relationship with President Donald Trump. And Senator McConnell effectively work with the leader of the Republican Party, Donald Trump. Obviously, this is pathetic for all the ways in which it's obviously pathetic. But a working relationship with Trump is such a ridiculous idea. It's like claiming to have a working relationship with a coyote that came into your kitchen by accidentally using the doggy door. <laughs> Meanwhile, Senator Kirsten Sinema gave a speech Thursday supporting bills that enforce voting reform, but reiterated her opposition to eliminating the filibuster. These bills help treat the symptoms of the disease, but they do not fully address the disease itself. Sinema went on to say, so then naturally, the patient asks, how am I supposed to address the underlying disease of division? You never explain that part. So the doctor says, it's simple. There's a great centrist in town by the name of Kirsten Cinema. Go see her. Then the patient weeps and says, but doctor, I am Kirsten Cinema." <laughs> in fairness to Kirsten Cinema, one way to eliminate the disease is to kill the person. President Biden announced today that the government will be distributing N95 masks and 1 billion at-home COVID tests, twice as many as previously promised. Your nostrils won't know what hit them. <laughs> Biden told members of the press, we promise to have all the tests and masks you need before COVID-22 escapes from the lab. I've said too much. 
During a Senate Health Committee hearing, Kansas Senator Roger Marshall accused Dr. Anthony Fauci of shenanigans and claimed to be unable to find Fauci's financial disclosure. Senator Patty Murray interrupted the arguing pair to confirm that Fauci's financial disclosures are public record. Amid the row, Fauci said this under his breath. What a moron. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a moron, Jesus Christ. Fauci may have lost his cool, but he still passed the test. He never pulled his hand out of that little pain box. In a new interview, no Frank Herbert fans? Not a lot of Dune heads? In a new interview with the Today Show's Craig Melvin, Vice President Kamala Harris had a moment. Does the administration say, you know what, this strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. And so right now we know we still have a number of people that, that is in the million. <laughs> and that little girl was high as shit. <laughs> People are saying that Vice President Harris lost her train of thought, but I think that's deeply unfair. She's just uh, respecting the Biden method, confuse and disorient. (laughs) A man has successfully received a heart transplant from a genetically engineered pig. It's an incredible achievement for science. In fact, the doctors were so elated that they tried not to let it bother them when the recipient insisted on eating the rest of the pig. That was just for me. I don't know. That joke worked on no one. I kept telling people I thought it was great. No one agreed. Just think about it. He gets a heart transplant from a pig. He wakes up and says, bring me the rest of the pig. It's not wrong, per se. It's really weird if that were to happen. Apparently, also, the recipient of the heart did stab a man. Yes, not not after. (laughs) Long before. Long before he stabbed someone. He then went to went to jail for it and then was released. And then, But the family of the person who was stabbed are a little upset that he got the heart. I don't think that's right. I don't think the hearts are just for people who don't stab. <laughs> is it ethical to give a man who stabbed the pig's heart? Sure it is. It's not an ethical question. It's unrelated. And great news for me personally, a new study published in the Journal of, Na- of Nature Products. That's tough. <laughs> I didn't realize that. They suggested that cannabis compounds help prevent COVID-19 from entering healthy human cells. It's finally a hydroxychloroquine for liberals. I am sure that this will be debunked. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. As far as I'm concerned, weed is God's booster. I'm going to be living my best fucking life. Meanwhile, a doctor who branded his initials onto a patient's liver using an argyne... (laughs) I like it when people gasp at the news itself. Yes, a doctor branded his initials on patients' livers using an argon beam coagulator. He's been removed from the medical profession and is no longer allowed to practice. Say what you want, but targeted advertising has gone too far. (laughs) Who's going to see that? (laughs) The uh, radiologist who saw it on the x-ray was like, that's so stupid. Yeah, I bought a vacuum last week. Why are you advertising a vacuum on that man's liver? That's a stupid algorithm. I already bought a vacuum. A heroic African giant pouch rat detected over 100 landmines in Cambodia and died at the age of eight. 
He only found them because every single one was under a slice of pizza, but still was incredible numbers. <laughs> Lisa Binet and Jason Momoa announced their decision to separate after four years of marriage. They're getting joint custody of Lenny Kravitz. The FDA is revoking its 1977 standard requiring French dressing to consist of at least 35% vegetable oil and vinegar, lemon juice, or both. Now, anything can be called French dressing as long as it's bottled in the dressing region of France. <laughs> and finally, this is tough. And finally, Robert Durst died this week at 78. Just months after being convicted for the murder of his friend Susan Berman, a crime explored in the HBO true crime docuseries that closed with Durst seeming to confess while wearing a microphone. I like to think that Betty White, Bob Saget, and Sidney Poitier said, what took you so long at the exact same time? Then a sly smile spread across Robert Durst's face as he replied, jinx. <laughs> when we come back, it's reality versus reality TV. Hey, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something I need to get off my chest? What is your outlet for working through the things that stress you out? Oh, man. You know, I don't know. Pushing it down. <laughs> Pushing it all the way down. Getting it real down deep in there. Squish it. Squishing it. Squishing it real tight. Fighting through it. <laughs> Gotta fight through it. Skinny jeans are for dads. Fight it. You fight it. You push it down. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. <laughs> when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Not me. Not me. I'm running on rails. <laughs> Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Uh, I said to my therapist just yesterday, I just feel like I don't have the, the, the attention span right now to focus on some of these longer term issues. And she's mm. like, you found a way to say that every session for the past five years. <laughs> If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Everybody needs therapy. You need therapy. I need therapy. Tommy needs therapy. Mm -hmm. We all need therapy. Mm -hmm. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love it. And we're back. If you're a parent, a child, a teacher, or just someone who occasionally glances at the news, you are no doubt aware of the COVID quagmire into which our schools are swirling and sinking. The chaos and harm of schools being open, the chaos and harm of schools being closed. The whole thing is very stressful, and it makes us want to completely shut down and distract ourselves with beautiful, wonderful, coma-inducing reality TV. But like America's schools, we can't shut down completely. So here to talk about both COVID in the educational system and, when we can't handle it anymore, 90 Day Fiance is Colleen Shelby of the Los Angeles Times and the host of the 90 Day Bay podcast, Marcy Jarrell. Come on up. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. All right, let's start with a serious question. All right, Colleen, so it's tough for kids uh, to learn remotely. It's been very tough for schools to open. Uh, it's not like when the kids are back in school right now, it's Mr. Holland's opus. It's like a mess. Based on some of your reporting on LA, for example, in-person learning is chaotic with absences and staffing challenges. Can you talk a little bit about how educators are thinking about this question with no easy answers and a little bit about what it's been like for schools that do try to stay open? There's been a push from Biden administration down where educators really want to keep schools open, but there's a lot of safety concerns at play right now. So that's been adding to the closures that we're seeing, the remote school delays at times. Um, 
I think that for the most part, the intention is to get kids back in the classroom. I mean, there was a large toll, emotional, psychological, that took place, I think, on children this past year when they were out of the classroom. And that's the big goal, to get everybody back in. But like you said, there's been absences. I mean, I went to LAUSD schools on Tuesday, and I talked to students at the end of the day, and they said that the empty seats were really noticeable in the classrooms and that they're nervous. They're they're very concerned about what could take place um, with COVID. So I think that over the next few weeks, there's going to be a lot of changes that could happen um, unless we get to a, a steady stream of cases or a come down from that. Marcy. Mm-hmm. Morning bitch seems to have a real handle on how to take care of someone's <laughs> medical needs. Should we put him in charge of America's COVID response? Uh, yeah, and then he can replace Wendy Williams. Morning bitch is the perfect person. Morning bitch could do anything you needed. <laughs> Yesterday. If, so, if you asked me what 90 Day Fiance is, I would have said it's a reality show where two people get engaged and have to decide in 90 days whether or not to get married. I thought it was a completely light romp. But I understand that it also involves our broken immigration system. Is that right? Yes. That is yeah. bananas. Can you tell what is 90 Day Fiance? So, uh, well, you're talking about right now before the 90 days, they're not even engaged yet. But 90 Day Fiance is someone has gotten engaged. They have a K-1 visa. They come to the U.S. They have 90 days to get married legally or they have to go back to where they came from so and these are people who are meeting online so they maybe have only seen each other for a few weeks before they come to america and are unfianced (laughs) wow that sounds gross yeah and this is on television it's great it's the best thing you've ever seen and if it doesn't work out somebody gets actually deported you know it just depends on when it doesn't work out if it doesn't work out if it doesn't work out before they get married then yeah they have to go home but if they do get married and it doesn't work out well guess who you might be responsible for for the next decade and will get a green card no matter who they cheated on you with whoa it's great and is Morning Bitch a host, a contestant? Okay, Morning Bitch. Okay, there is right is now. That the, is, that, is, that, is that Morning Bitch's Christian name? Morning Bitch is named Elijah. But upon meeting Morning Bitch, he says to his roommate who is dating a guy from Utah, Caleb, she happens to be a little person. So Elijah lives with her and is a friend and helps with things. But when she walks in, her first thing in the morning, a morning bitch goes, morning, bitch. And it's the best thing. And then it's only up from there. Colleen, after several days of cancel classes, <laughs> the Chicago Teachers Union agreed uh, teachers would come back to work Wednesday. Do you think we'll see more teachers' actions, potential strikes? Do we think other districts are watching what happened in Chicago and thinking it was like a bad lesson? It's a good question. I mean, we've seen sick outs that have been organized by teachers up in Northern California and Oakland and San Francisco, not necessarily by the unions, but by teachers who are really concerned over safety. Um, And now we're seeing student organized walkouts in different parts of the country that are kind of spearing up because of similar reasons. They're concerned about safety. They're backing their teachers who want better safety resources. So over the coming weeks, it's possible that we do see more actions take place, um, especially since I think for teachers that feel like maybe they aren't being heard, that if there is some sort of action that does get um, a solution, then that might be something that prompts them. But I can't say for sure. So we've passed several stimulus bills that contain money for schools to provide safety, to do preparedness. Have you seen what these schools have tried to do with those resources that have come in? I mean, I think a lot of it is going on to testing resources. And that, 
I mean, we all know that there's been a huge testing issue with just getting resources in time. So that, I think, has contributed to a slowdown. There were some districts that opened, and then they went back to close for a couple days, and then they reopened because of testing situations. There was a district that delayed opening because they couldn't get the tests in time that they needed. So I think that there's supply, there's money, there's funds for it, but it's a matter of when when the schools are actually getting the uh, the resources that they're looking for. Marcy, what do you think is under Gino's hat? A very tall head. Like, <laughs> cone head adjacent tall head. And who is Gino? Gino? <laughs> Gino, he talks like this, he giggles a lot, and he's with this absolute babe from Panama. <laughs> And she is very jealous. So even if he goes to get takeout, she likes to be on FaceTime. And he's the strangest looking man. He's great. She's great. She's very jealous. She told us this week that he asked a friend of hers, have you ever seen her explode? And and he goes, oh, yeah. She apparently, while getting her hair done, the assistant burned her hair and she grabbed her by the head and tried to kill her. And she laughed and laughed and laughed about it. The structure of this show is still completely mysterious to me. <laughs> Colleen, <laughs> what do uh, advocates for remote learning right now say in response when people like Dr. Lena Wen, who is the health commissioner of Baltimore, say that basically left-wing activists are pushing for schools to remain closed, wrote that the Chicago teachers who demanded more testing and a remote option weren't following the science? What do the advocates for not reopening right now say to those kinds of criticisms? There's different answers for why advocates don't want to go back or for why advocates of remote learning don't want to go back. I mean, some of it is has to do with the masking protocols. Some parents just don't want their kids in masks all day. Some of it has to do with questions over the you know quarantine and isolation strategies, the contact tracing that's taking place. So I think that some may say that their concerns have a lot to do with science, um, but I think it could depend on which group you're talking to and in which part of the state you're talking talking about because everything is really, um, you know, there's not one solid answer that I think can kind of capture the narrative. I remember there was um, a moment when people were looking at what was happening and I believe Rhode Island and saying, oh, here's a place where they've, it's not been perfect, but they've tried their best to reopen schools. Have you lately seen any examples where there's been a district or a school that's had a successful effort to reopen that wasn't as chaotic as some of these examples? Nothing really comes to mind. I mean, I've been... (laughs) I've been following the universities for the past few weeks of what they're doing, the UC campuses, the Cal State campuses. And for them, it's a totally different situation than the K through 12 because they are going for remote. They are extending remote instruction. They are delaying in-person instruction. Um, But again, that has to deal with what you're looking at because what's true over here might not be true over here. There's 61 public health departments in the state. So there's just a lot of factors, I think, at play. Marcy, can you explain the girl who's selling farts in jars and how it relates uh, yes, to the Stephanie. 90 Day Fiance oh, universe? Okay, so <laughs> she, I don't even want to get into Stephanie. I don't like her. So she was she was selling her farts in a jar, right? It was an NFT, which is now all I know of it. I'm sorry, is it NFT? Yeah. A digital fart? Uh-huh. But, <laughs> how does that? Well, because I don't know that she was sending them to everyone, or is that what she's, that might be what she, what she transitioned to, actually. So she was selling legitimate farts in a jar, and then she had a health issue, so she's no longer physically able because she had too many beans and protein shakes. This woman like You don't run is, out of farts. <laughs> Well, she uh, she tried to make too many farts. That's what happened, and it uh, overloaded her system, and she thought she was having a heart attack. 
I'm not going to make a joke and call it a fart attack. I won't. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's too low. I'm not it's, doing it's it. It's beneath you. Yeah. And she sucks. Wow. She really blew it. Yes. <laughs> Colleen, what do you think about the farts in the jars? I wish I knew more about this mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> and Marcy, what do you think we should do about the schools? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't have kids. <laughs> Feeling pretty good about it right That's now. That's <laughs> correct. Uh, when we come back, Adam Scott is here. <laughs> Before we move on with the show, a couple pieces of housekeeping. First of all, this week on Pod Save the World, Ben talks with the former Ukrainian prime minister about tensions with Russia. Plus, Ben and Tommy discuss protests in Kazakhstan, Boris Johnson's garden party, how Novak Djokovic's vaccination status caused a diplomatic crisis in Australia, and more. New episodes of Pod Save the World drop every Wednesday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And check out the latest episode of Hysteria. Aaron Ryan is back from parental leave. Welcome back, Aaron, and joins co-host Alyssa Mastrobonico to talk about Democrats' lackluster action on protecting abortion access and voting rights. Plus, Dana Schwartz stops by to discuss how technology is weaponized against women and people of color and the tech dystopian future. New episodes of Hysteria drop every Thursday. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. To be fair, it might be because I'm trapped in my backyard again, but it feels to me like we've returned to that stage of the pandemic where we first sought comfort in our sourdoughs, our embroidery kits, our Netflix docu-series about renowned tiger murderer and spectacular dresser Joseph Allen Maldonado Passage. But while everyone else remains stuck in a COVID limbo, my next guest is stuck in a much more pleasant place than 1990s. Welcome back to the show, the one and only Adam Scott. Hi, Adam. Thanks for being here. So, Adam. Yeah. Everything old is new again, and yet some things are timeless. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Wholeheartedly. Uh, you are infamously obsessed with bands that were huge in the 90s, as evidenced by the podcasts about them, U2, The Talking Heads, Red Hot Chili Peppers. My question for you is this. Do you remember when uh, Bono and Tim Cook touched fingers at that Apple event? Do you think about it as much as I do? I think about it a lot. Yeah, when, uh, when they were announcing the U2 album that was automatically on everyone's yeah. phone. So the moment they touched fingers, we all got a free U2 album. Yeah, that was it, and they and it was um it wasn't a planned finger touch. It was it was a dance of two people improving how to greet each other and somehow their hands went up in the air and then they touched fingers very uh, high up. Do you remember that? No. I don't think I saw it. I think I was on a plane. So I was getting like a like a news piecemeal and there was an Apple thing and then a U2 album and it's already on your phone and it was all weird, but the finger touch sounds tragic. Do you think it was? it's weird that Steve Jobs thought he could treat cancer with bone broth, and now there's so many dongles? Yeah. You know, that's, that's weird. <laughs> what, Is uh, that really what, what he thought he could cure cancer with? I, I, I believe I'm exaggerating slightly, but I do believe he went to Mexico. It was like juice. I think there was a like lot that. of broths. There was juices. Yeah. And it was like, no, man, now you really want work. some double blind fucking. That's, that's horse yeah. dewormer stuff, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It well, doesn't work. It didn't work. And now nothing plugs into the phones. Yeah. Now I got all these cords. Firewires. Yeah. Like, what? What? No, it doesn't work anymore. No. no. So, Adam, uh, we yeah. consider you an expert okay. in these 90s bands. All okay. right. And now. Before we get any emails, we're not saying that the bands we're going to ask you about were all formed in the 90s. They're just 90s. They were big bands in They're the like 90s. They're like a big deal. They're in a the big 90s. deal. Sure. 
All right, so get ready to travel from 1992 to 2022 and back again in a game we're calling Spotify Free Europe. Oh, I love it. Little twist. I love it. That was for you. For uh, yeah. Radio oh, Free Europe. Yeah, you bet. Okay. Uh, putting All it together. Right. Putting I love together. It. And so I'm going to ask you questions, very specific questions about uh, some of your favorite 90s bands. And then oh. I'm going to ask you questions about music from 2022. Oh, oh, oh goodness. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know some of Thank the answers. You, so it's advance. exciting. Here we go. R.E.M.'s What's the Frequency Kenneth was titled after the phrase someone screamed while attacking what news anchor? Dan Rather. Dan Rather. The, the What's the Frequency Kenneth? This week, Kim Petras released the dance video for her new single, which bears the name of what tropical fruit? Is it passion fruit, mangoes, or coconuts? Uh, boy, I, I don't. I, 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 it was passion fruits. Oh, so close. Oh. Yeah. It's coconuts. Coconuts. <laughs> But it was tropical. That makes more sense. But it was tropical. You yeah, got it. You got yeah, it. In a I lot of ways, close. you got it. I was close. Red Hot Chili Peppers question. In 2001, Flea founded the Silver Lake Conservatory of Music with his childhood friend. Was it A, B, B, Tree, C, Me, or D, C? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> what's, Wait. What's hard to follow there? Could you, could you was, say uh, the choices <laughs> one more time? It, it, is it A, B, B? <laughs> like B, E, E? Sure. <laughs> Okay. Is it, I don't know what this is not. I don't understand. Is A B B tree C me or D C tree? What? It's B. It tree. is. It's B yeah, tree yeah, yeah. as opposed to A B, which would have been wrong. Yeah, yeah. It's B tree, wrong. not A B. The answer is not been. B. The answer is B. Yeah, the B. It, it's B tree. No, no, right, but not B. Not B. Not A. No, 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 no. not A B. It's no B tree. Exactly. Yeah. So the answer is B, but not well. A. <laughs> Which of these bands will not be at Bonnaroo 2022 because we just made them up? Okay. Is it The Dip, A Hundred Drums, Eastern Coral, or Pigeons Playing Ping Pong? Uh, I hope A Hundred Drums is real. That is real. Um, what was the last one? It's The Dip, Eastern Coral, or Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. Pigeons Playing Ping Pong is, is not real. It's real. Oh, it's no. Eastern, <laughs> Eastern Coral. What was the first music video Michael Stipe lip-synced in? Uh, losing my religion. That is correct. Yeah. He refused to do so until he saw Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You. That's right. Hmm. Which lead singer was excellent at chess as a child and competed internationally? What? Was it Michael Stipe, Anthony Kiedis, Bono, or Jerry Garcia? Jerry Garcia. No, it's Bono. Really? Yeah, good at chess, apparently. Whoa. You know, he sees the moves. Do you know how to play chess? I know what the horse does. Yeah, uh, sure. Here's what I've That's never... All you, you know what? That's all you need to know. Because <laughs> the horse is the... Once you learn the horse, the right... Do you know yeah. how to play jazz? No. Here's what I'm always amazed about jazz. And I, I mean, I know what the horse does. But... We know what the horse does. <laughs> and obviously, like, I learned a lot from Queen's Gambit. And that's the first, I think, bit of education you, most people get in chess. Yeah. Here's what I've never understood. All right. I can think zero moves ahead. Sure. You know? Sure. I can know... I know what the horse does. Yeah. I know what the bishop does. That's you right. know? I know what the castle does. That's I right. know that's not its name. The key thing is, I don't understand how people think more than zero moves ahead when like, oh, I'm going to do this, they're going to do that, then I'm going to do this. No. Don't have access to that. No. Do you have access to that? I have, you know what, I don't know how to play chess, but I know how to play three-dimensional chess. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. He's yeah. thinking, he's, he sees all the angles. Yep. Many, many moves ahead, my friend. In the Star Trek universe, they have a kind of three-dimensional chess, but it always just seems like checkers. Yeah. That's something cool about that. Have you watched MacGyver yet? There's new MacGyver? There's a series on Peacock of new MacGyver. Fuck. Yeah, so 
Checkers will figure. Has anyone watched it yet? New MacGyver? I don't think people even know it exists. No, it's not MacGruber. No, no, sa- MacGruber. Oh, it is MacGruber. MacGruber. Did I say MacGyver? You said I thought I got excited that we were gonna have new. Oh, good fu- lord! No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought there was gonna be new MacGyver no, episodes. MacGruber. I'm sorry. Oh, MacGruber. No. There's a MacGruber series. Oh, cool. Yeah, everyone. Has we'll anyone seen out. MacGruber? It's so good. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Hopefully, this none of this will be in the podcast. Leave only this in. <laughs> My entire appearance. <laughs> there was, there was. You're right. There was a young hot MacGyver. All right. Well, Ronan Farrow's entered the chat. All right. <laughs> Bono and the Edge wrote music for what catastrophic Broadway musical? Spider-Man: Turn Off the Dark. That's correct. Bono has been knighted how many times? I don't know, twice? Correct. Really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. He gave that one out. Wow. That was the checkers, the chess he seems talked like about. Seems like England, Ireland, what else? Well, it just seems like one isn't interesting, so two. Sure. And there, You, you know, wouldn't be asking if it was one, probably. Right, wouldn't make, yeah. sense, wouldn't make sense of the question. Wouldn't occur to you. Yeah. Australian 18-year-old The Kid Leroy is one of the hottest rappers in music right now after collaborating with... Je- did I say it right? Yeah, I know I did. I know who The Kid Leroy is. Doesn't matter how he spells it. I know it's Leroy. <laughs> uh, he, he's one of the hottest rappers in music right now, the oldest I've ever sounded. Collaborating with Justin Bieber on the song Stay. Which of these five boys on the screen is the Kid Leroy? <laughs> so <laughs> one, of these, one of these people is the Kid Isn't Leroy. Isn't that like Billy the Kid or I something? I think that's... Some outlaw? I think, I think, or is that the Kid Leroy? No, I don't think that. I think you're right. But I think it is uh, Joseph Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> it is? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I think it's a hot young Joseph Stalin. Stalin was quite good looking. It's breathtaking. JTT over JTT, there. yeah, we got Jonathan Taylor Thomas. That's Machine Gun Kelly. It is Machine Gun Kelly. And City. I don't know who these two fellas are. Well, it's, it's A or B. Is it the... Uh, I'm going to guess A. No, I'm going to guess B. Oh, no, you already oh, got I was, it. I'm going to guess it. A. Trust your gut. B was Who's Jack B? Harlow. Who's that? I don't. I know him from the Lil Nas Who's X that? video. All right, listen. All right, we get it, Amelia. You're very young. <laughs> How cool that must be. You know who be. Jack Harlow is? I saw the Lil Nas X video where they were in the pink prison outfits, and yeah. I recognized him from that video. And I was thinking, he, Jack Harlow. That must that. be Jack okay, Harlow. Okay, okay, okay. But I, I didn't know him. I don't know his work. Yeah. I don't know his oof. <laughs> okay. How about Stalin? Are you familiar with Stalin, him? Stalin, I'm very, f- very familiar. Yeah. Very familiar. Not a fan, uh, for the record. Yeah. You can still go see him, can't you? Yeah, he is. Toys. I mean, you know, cancel culture got Stalin pretty bad. But um, <laughs> <laughs> which <laughs> which Red Hot Chili Peppers song made it into the top ten of the Billboard Hot 100 in '92? Is it "Under the Bridge," "Suck My Kiss," "Fellas Cock," or "Give It Away"? How gross is it that there's a song called "Suck My Kiss"? How is it the second grossest on this fucking list? <laughs> I think Under the Bridge is probably correct, that, yeah. correct, correct. Despite his reputation as champion for the impoverished, Bono was named in what 2017 leak of documents related to offshore tax evasion? That's, that's not a music what, question. What's the name of the trove of documents? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fuck. What's the name of the trove of documents? Is the Paradise Papers? That was too hard. Is I wouldn't have gotten that. Is it really called the Paradise yeah, Papers? Yeah, there were the Paradise Papers and the Panama Papers. This one was in the Paradise Papers. And it's uh, like <laughs> people who are rich enough to just always be in paradise? Yeah. They could just keep their money in paradise. They uh-huh. visit it from time to time. Sure. And finally, who won the best alternative album at the 1992 Grammys? Nirvana, R.E.M., Tom Waits, or Sinead O'Connor? 
Nirvana, probably. It was R.E.M. Oh. for Out of Time. Oh. Oh. Sean Mendes? Charlie Puth? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Adam Scott, you've won the game. I don't, I don't know who these people are either. I mean, vaguely. I vaguely know who they are. But I wouldn't be able to listen to a song and be like, oh, that's Charlie Puth. I love Stalin's TikTok. Me too. He's it's like, like so many TikToks just tried so hard, but not not Joseph Stalin's. No. It seems effortless. It well, it's literally effortless. <laughs> they should have an Instagram account for his dead body. <laughs> and every day just post it's the half, same picture. It's pictures of his dead body, but like healthy dip recipes. Yeah, text totally. In, you know, guacamole. Yeah, it's like wow, this is like a mayonnaise-free tuna salad. Yep, and it's over a picture of Stalin's body. I don't care about that part, but I love the tuna salad. I'm loving like the new season of Emily in Paris and just like what he's watching. And... <laughs> Adam Scott, everybody. Thank you, thank you. When we come back, the rant wheel. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Guys, it's been a rough year. It's going to get rougher, and you deserve a little treat for not going insane yet. You could head to the local tiki bar and tell the bartender, do your worst. But we have a better idea for you, which is pick out something from the Crooked store. The store is stocked with tons of new merch. It's perfect for the spring. And classics like the friend of the pod tees that you'll be wearing long after the next administration or the next fascist dictatorship, depending on how things go. Pick up a new tee for the warm weather ahead, a mug that'll remind you to stay involved this election year, or a hat celebrating your favorite pod. Go to crooked.com slash store to shop. And we're back. Adam Scott is sticking around for the rant wheel. Once again, let's welcome the wonderful Marcy Jaro, who will join Adam and I as we spin the rant wheel. This week on the wheel, we have Novak Djokovic, fans in every room, raccoons, and just like that, Shangela's All-Stars ousting, shoelaces, peacock, and the inability of people online to recognize that life is full of risks. <laughs> you know how it works. We spin the wheel wherever it lands. We rant about the topic. Let's give it a spin. It has landed on raccoons, I believe, suggested by Marcy. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing about them is they think everything is theirs. Like, like truly, you, there's nothing you could do to stop them. I recently put cameras outside my house, and they are truly terrorizing the neighborhood at all times. We have a little family of three, a mommy and two babies, and I've watched them since they were little. But two years ago, I was feeding feral cats in an effort to try to trap them neuter them and then release them and these wow so i so i had to feed them labor to, intensive yes. activity oh it was too much and there was one cat who was very limpy whatever uh <laughs> i put food out and these raccoons would fight anyone they fought possums they fought skunks and i was like i gotta stop this i found a a dismembered possum baby in the, my front yard so I was like I gotta stop this it's coming to blood they still come back all the time looking for food and then I swear they look right at the cameras like they know and they, they have opposable thumbs so you know what they can do to the camera <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they got those yeah. little thumbs yeah. those little thumbs Ronan uh, when he was a child had tiny little uh, um, careful <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had bir- you had uh, uh, birds chicks right yeah 
raised chickens. He raised chickens, and uh, chickens were getting picked off by raccoons, so they brought them in the house. Uh, and then the raccoons broke into the house, yeah. wow. found the chickens in the bathroom, killed the chicks, and then the little fuckers washed their hands in the toilet no. and left. Wow. Isn't that right, Ronan? Yep, that's right. There were like, in blood to the toilet. That's to like wash up professional assassins. <laughs> and to leave a message, too. Yeah. That's why I don't like them. I mean, I do like them. They but left, they left think... one chick alive to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> and they wash their hands. And <laughs> <laughs> They're very cute, very scary. <laughs> They're little thieves. All right, let's spin it again. It has landed on Peacock. Who suge- yeah, it's not that interesting, but I, I, I find the Peacock app to be like a, a puzzle. Mm-hmm. The thing with streaming apps to me is like, there are a couple of great ones, so we know how it's supposed yes. to work. Yes. Why Speaking make my... it so hard? It makes no sense. Like today I was on Peacock <laughs> watching MacGruber. <laughs> Who did they bring it back? <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. And if you're on a page for a show, you can't browse the episodes. No. You can only access that one page with an awkward shot still from the show and then a synopsis, but... Do you know what I'm talking about? I know like exactly the, the what you're talking is about. Incredibly difficult, and it doesn't make sense to me because, hey, like you know, Netflix, the one that didn't exist, then said we're going to make the one thing, and then became the biggest thing in the world. Just do what they're doing. Do, do exactly what they're doing. Right. Do you notice how none of the things that you're doing, Netflix is doing? Do you think the people at Netflix didn't think of not showing people the next episode? Just do what Netflix is doing, Peacock. Just do what Netflix is doing, Paramount Plus. Come on. No, I don't want to watch a behind the scenes of last week's succession. I want the next episode. But there's also a little Paramount Plus quirk is if you've stopped a show like halfway through and then you come back to it later and you just press play, no matter where you are in the show, you have to sit through the 10 second Mm -hmm. Paramount Plus logo. You bet. You bet you do. You know you know and, what I'm talking about? And Paramount Plus basically guesses where you are in the episode. If you That's pause right. an episode That's and come right. back later, they're like, we kind of remember. Yeah. We, we rolled the dice. We think, we think this is what you wanted. Right. And you pay, we pay for these. We have to pay for this to be bad. That's right. Peacock doesn't even let you know what you've clicked on. Like no. they'll, they don't know. What, like if you hover on something, it's like, mm, could be this one, could be this one. They're all kind of dark, right? And I will tell, <laughs> And there's one other thing that all these apps kind of do, which is the thing that they are interested in showing you the least is the thing you're currently watching. They will hide from you what you're in the middle of. Like, hey, I'll just mention Paramount+. Plus. You know I've been watching Drag Race two to three times a day for the last three months. Where the fuck is it? Right. You know, Ronan? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Let's spin it again. Speaking of, uh, this is a very specific and brief rant. This has to do with the ousting of Shangela on All Stars 3 of Drag Race, which aired in 2017. (laughs) You fucking messy bitches. Getting rid of Shangela. That is some horse shit. In 2017. (laughs) In 2017. In 2017, there was a terrible injustice committed against Shangela, who came to that All Stars composition as assured and confident 
and comfortable in her own skin as any drag queen has who had grown as a performer, who had grown as a person who came every day and crushed it. And then RuPaul, who works in mysterious ways and who we do not question, for whom my position is very clear, they and only they can frack wherever they want. <laughs> That's it. No, no. I've thought about it, and I'm sorry. RuPaul can frack wherever the fuck RuPaul wants to frack. That's my official, sincere position. No one else decided to let the ejected queens vote on who would go to the final. And against God's law, the laws of, of humankind, since Shangela packing, it was despicable. But it takes nothing away from Trixie's performance. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> Let's spin it again. It has landed on shoelaces. Huh. <clears throat> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't leave the house a lot uh, for a couple years now. About 22 months I've been staying inside a bit. Uh, and so when I do have to leave... I mean, I'm wearing shoelaceless boots right now. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, it already, I don't understand how long it takes to leave the house as it is, much less to add in tying and la- like shoelaces. I don't know. And then all my cats have eaten through all the laces. Then what do you do? There's no backup option. When the cats eat the laces, you're fucked. That's it. You're done. Why do we have, I just want to pull them on. And I really, I know it sounds like I'm joking right now, but I actually like have cried about it. Do you have tuna scented shoelaces? <laughs> I honestly think it might be my feet. My feet stink. <laughs> my feet stink in a very interesting way for them. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that was like surprisingly, and we've had a lot of rants on this show. Like a lot of rants, like hundreds of I'm, rants. I'm hot. That is truly the saddest and most pathetic rant oh, yeah, I feel in the history of this show. Because it seems like you're angry not at shoelaces, which are, of course, not responsible for any of this. But in fact, cats and also yourself. <laughs> Myself. Oh, but we're truly like, why haven't we moved past it? Like how silly. It's a string. This mm-hmm. is 2022. Yeah. I know there's a lot of problems we can't solve, but we should be able to figure it. Like, why don't we go back to Velcro? That was smart. Velcro is smart. It was very smart. Rebox with the Velcro. Yeah. Literally, my ears are hot right now. I feel... <laughs> Like I've revealed too much. <laughs> I have a potential solution for okay. you. I saw on Shark Tank and have brought them into my life, and I'm actually wearing them now. They're elastic shoelaces. <gasps> so you put them on your shoes, and they look like regular shoelaces, but it turns any shoe into a slip-on. Adam, I would have never known. Yeah, I know. Wow, you that's... can't tell. I can't tell. Wow. These are wow. elastic right here. On Shark Everyone Tank, get a you good say. Look. On Shark Tank. On Shark Tank. And they, she got turned down by everyone. <gasps> but I was like, dumb That's sharks. It's a good idea. It's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. Have you considered, I don't know if this idea has been on Shark Class, cl- uh, Shark Tank. Shark Class? <laughs> have you, shark Class. Have you considered uh, putting your shoes uh, in a closet? Oh, yeah. They have run of the house. They're worse <laughs> than raccoons. I see. I see. All right. Let's spin it again. It has landed on and just like that. And okay. I'm so glad it did. Because you've been talking about it on Pods Save America and stuff, I was going to come on and defend and just like that. Please do. I want to hear it. I'm so excited about this. Just a nanosecond of backstory. I had COVID uh, <laughs> classic, I guess, the, yeah, yeah. the pre-vaccine. Uh-huh. And 
was uh, alone because I was shooting the show Severance in New York without my I was with my family or anything. So I did shut in the apartment for ten days and watched Sex and the City in its entirety, and then watched the movies. And the TV show I thought was it's pretty extraordinary what what it is. So then this show comes along, and now you know, like right at the end of my covid spell this thing gets announced and i'm just like oh my god i can't i can't believe (laughs) this is happening so while everything that everyone's saying uh, is totally legit and understandable i just felt like people were really fast and a little gleeful to shit on the show there's something about them taking a show that was a 22 to 25 minute comedy and just slowing it down to like an hour long length and not even really depending on jokes to the point where it's not even really a comedy anymore. And I'm not saying that is like a, a knock on the jokes they're writing. They've just sort of slowed down some much quieter show. Of course, there are clunky things here and there, but I admire a lot about the show and I feel like People are <laughs> shitting all over it, mm-hmm. and for some reasons that are legit. But I also think there's a lot of good to it as well. Um, disagree. No, the uh, <laughs> uh, no. I, my deeper problem with this show is, and, I, and I'm on a text chain with a bunch of people that were huge fans of the old version, right? Yeah. And I think that that's hard. People that were the biggest of fans are like, this isn't what I wanted, and I think for women and some gay men like oh this was something that showed a kind of version of being a single woman or a gay man in new york that was really exciting in your 30s and then all of a sudden they're in there in their 50s like oh sex in the city is coming back let's see what it's like when these gals have fun in their 50s and they're like no fun for us yeah a lot of death a lot of drinking and look one thing that just happens to a lot of uh, middle-aged uh, white women in New York is they go into a cryogenic tube for 20 years, learn nothing about the culture, and they come out of their cryogenic tube and they're each assigned a woman of color as a mentor slash teacher yeah. to sh- tell them about things like dating, Diwali, yeah. uh, uh, art, uh, race in America, yeah. transgender issues. These are all things that I think middle-aged white women in Manhattan, just they just get, an, it's, it's something that happens uh, through the city. Yeah. Uh, you get assigned a kind of mentor, yeah. uh, which is one of the things that hasn't been shown. And, and, and shame on me for not appreciating that that's something that happens in real life and yeah. is a good part of New York City in 2022 post-COVID. Yeah. I think something that's really strange about it is that the original show was creating culture and showing us where culture is going and breaking through and, like I said, kind of creating its own culture. This one is trying to wedge its way into culture and asking, is this right? Ah. And kind of getting in there. And that's jarring. But I think it's cool that they're trying as clunky as it can be. And and I totally hear what you're saying and see it. But I also think it's at least they're trying to do something. I think it's intentional. You think it's intentional? I think it's intentional. I'm giving them a benefit of the doubt here that they are trying to say something about what we feel about older women. I may be giving them That they're cloistered and protected. They try and and they think that they are up to date, but that they are not. It's too much of the benefit of the doubt, though, I think. But I have high hopes I will never stop watching it. I will never stop watching it. And I'll say one more thing. So, Samantha... 
broke up with the, her best friends for decades because Carrie didn't hire her to do PR for her book. <laughs> then Carrie's husband fucking dies. And Samantha texts how sorry she is. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Has Ronan been watching all along with you? No. Uh, Ronan, he comes in. He yeah. pops in and out. He pops in and out. And he kind of pops in. He sits down. He goes, my God, this is a joyless show. <laughs> and then just walks out. Hey, what's all this then? You got some kind of a show going out here in the yard? Stop it right now. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Oh, well, Ronan told us we have to leave. That's our show. <laughs> uh, Adam Scott, Marcy Giroux, thank you both so much for being here. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. for having me. When we come back, we'll end on a high note. And we're back. <laughs> Colleen Shelby, Marcy Giroux, and Adam Scott, thank you all so much for being here. Before we go, let's end on a high note. Hey, love it. This is Camila from Colombia. And my high note is that I am officially, as of a few days ago, running for Congress here. It's something that I've been thinking about for a long time. And the conversations you guys have in the podcast and a lot of the guests that come on help me make the call. So, yeah, I'll be campaigning for the next two months real hard. That's my high note. Thanks for everything you do. I love it. I'm calling with my high note of the week. I had a really shitty year in 2021, but through it all, I graduated with my 500-hour yoga teacher training certification and also my WSET 3, which is a wine certification. And so in a really hard year that made me kind of look inward. I am here to toot my horn a little bit and just pat myself on the back and be proud of all the hard work and turmoil that I got through. Hi, this is Lauren from Philadelphia. I'm calling with my high note. So yesterday, after working on it for three years and after finding out that I'm getting divorced, apparently, a couple of months ago, I got into my first choice MBA program. So I will be there in the fall, and I will be in a new city without the person who's going to be my ex-husband, and I am just so thankful that I got in and that I will be doing that in the fall. Thanks so much for all that you do and for your shows. Bye. Thank you to everybody who submitted High Notes tonight. If you want to leave us a message about something that gave you hope, you can call us at 213-262-4427. That is our show. Thank you to our guests and everybody who called in with a high note. There are 297 days until the 2022 midterm elections. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Pundit. Love It or Leave It is a Crooked Media production. It is written and produced by me, John Lovett and Lee Eisenberg. Kendra James is our senior producer. Hallie Keeper is our head writer. Jocelyn Kaufman, Pallavi Ganalan, and Peter Miller are the writers. Our associate producer is Brian Semmel. Bill Lance is our editor. And Kyle Seglin is our sound engineer. Our theme song is written and performed by Sure Sure. Thanks to our designers, Jesse McLean and Marissa Meyer, for creating and running all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And to our digital producers, Nar Malkonian and Milo Kim, Mia Kelman, and Matt DeGroote for filming and editing video each week so you can.